Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles It's everything you love about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minus a few little things like Shredder The Foot Clan April Casey Jones Their weapons not being horrifying. On this episode of WatchBots! Everyone, welcome to WatchBots, the podcast about television. This is Ben. I'm actively trying to slow down the speed of my talking to be a little bit more welcoming. I'm joined tonight by Shailen. Hello. Hello. And <laughs> by Dave. Greetings, Ben. You've got this NPR host vibe going on it's it's real nice i'm getting a little sleepy it's the soporific effect 10 percent less creepy than garrison keeler but no more than 10 percent. <laughs> you know usually we start our shows with a little pop culture banter or we'll talk about what's going on in the world but i don't have it there's nothing here there's nothing to be said <laughs> we, we've scraped the bottom of the barrel yeah but fortunately, Shailen has devised an icebreaker to real get us going, you know, get the blood flowing, get the creativity juices. So Shailen, over to you. I'm really trying hard not to do um, like an annoying NPR voice on purpose. Oh, you could do this just very breathy, just like this. I was sitting at my kitchen table and it came to my attention. We needed a way to start off today's episode. <laughs> And then you've got the en endogenic noises coming from the background. <laughs> so I read a tweet. Hell yeah. That this pair of people's landlord, who was a Stanford engineer, didn't know how to open a combination lock. And okay. her roommate confessed upon this. I don't know how to blow up balloons. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to know common everyday things that you guys are completely incapable of doing or never learned to do. Hmm. I don't know if this is everyday. I can't measure and cut wood for the life of me. It, it escapes me. I've built things before. Mm -hmm. I can do it, but like I have to like relearn every time I go to cut a piece of wood and I inevitably screw up. Like it, it happens every time. I don't know if is that is that an everyday thing or is that a I mean it's a common skill. I'll accept that. Okay. I I okay. mean I was going to ask that because I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> claim to know how to do that. I had an uncle who cut off fingers. He cut off fucking fingers. And it's such a nightmare. So he couldn't play guitar very well. 
<laughs> he was a big Ninja um, Turtles fan, as it turns out. Oh. How did he? How did he cut them off? Table saw. Oh, got a little loose. In high school, um, tech director. I was on stage crew, so the tech director he cut his thumb off with a circular saw mm-hmm. during stage crew, and then he, oh. um, well, not his whole thumb, but like the the tip, like doesn't um, matter, just, just like the fingernail. Sure, makes a difference. Doesn't make a difference. Chunk of it. it <laughs> nope. But he, uh, everybody was freaking out. There was blood everywhere, and he just picked up the tip and wrapped it in like some gauze that he had. Then took some electrical tape and taped his thumb back on. That's ingenuity, baby. I I like yeah. that. He didn't yeah. like drive to the hospital to have it reattached. Nope. He just kept just kept working. That's just continued f- getting fucked up. Cutting the masonite that he was cutting. That is mm. real fucked up. I'm yeah. very uncomfortable. <laughs> that guy. The guy was tough as nails. <laughs> He didn't even, like, yelp when he cut his thumb off. Maybe not his thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> Can you so what do you, what do you suck at, Ben? I feel like most day-to-day tasks, chopping onions, painting, sweeping mm-hmm. floors. None of those are accurate, but I can tell you... Folding laundry. You fold laundry better than I do. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking A, right? It's loading Six the years dishwasher. Of college. What, what's that? It's loading the dishwasher. That's incorrect. You are bad at loading that's the dishwasher. That's factually incorrect. Anything with dishes, you're pretty poor at. No, that fucking I have horseshit. Photographic this is horseshit. You know, you come at me constantly about this dishwasher thing, and I'm not feigning anger, folks. This is really irritating. But then you run a load of dishes, and I fucking pull the dishwasher out, and there's just shit in all of them. So it's not like you've got this amazing, foolproof method. Those are loads that you've loaded, Ben. Yeah, they're loads, all right. <laughs> big, big, heavy ones. Yeah, sopping. I don't have a, a conclusion, but you know, you know what I'm getting at. Shailen, what are you bad at? Washing floors. I'm oh. actively bad at it. You would have been bad on the Mayflower. They That's... had to mop the floors a lot. I I feel like I finally learned. Uh huh. The person I'm descended from from the Mayflower. It was a very Hold exciting on. week. Hold for on. Me. Hold... Oh, I don't remember his, his first name. Oh, Goody Shalin. It was the baby that was born on the Mayflower when they landed. <laughs> and then they put him in a salt pork bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, barrel. They didn't have it was, buckets. It was a barrel. Your ancestor was the a Mayflower baby? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Some people have baby New Year. You have baby Mayflower. That is true. Some, some people have blizzard babies. Some people have COVID babies. Yep, yep. Your ancestor was a Mayflower baby. What else hey, are you going to do boat? on that, that rocking boat? When that boat's <laughs> a rocking, yeah. don't come a knocking on the salt pork barrel. I feel really seasick thinking about it. It's like, hey, baby, let me swab your poop deck. <laughs> Why do they mop the boat on the... Uh, who cares? <laughs> I don't know. To keep weird. the wood from shrinking too much because that would cause <laughs> gaps in the wood and then you would leak and you would drown. Okay. What would the wood do? Shrink. Shrink. Of course. Yeah, you don't want you don't want your wood to shrink. Shrink you're just bad. <laughs> but not being able to blow up a balloon. Are you kidding me? These kids in their fucking Ivy League education, are you kidding me? Get out of here with God that. damn. That's right, Jay. <laughs> That's cold, Jay. <laughs> right. Well, that's the news of the day. The ice is broken. So let's play a drop. Hey, what the hell would you want me to say? I won't lie. 
did it all for the Duke. Come on. The Duke. Come on. Dookie. And then I share, and then I share, and then I share, and then I share. He did it all for the Duke. Come on. The Duke. Come on. And then I share, and then I share, and then I share, and then I share. Yeah, it's why I am the way I am. So this week, we're <laughs> <laughs> bravo. We're returning to the world of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and in the past, we've talked about the beloved cartoon. We've talked about the me beloved, but uh, more universally reviled, out of their shells tour. And we're sticking with that spectrum because we're talking about Ninja Turtles: The Next Mutation here, and. This is one that I picked, and, you know, I got a fascination with people in weird suits. I like all things live-action Ninja Turtles. We're not yeah. going to kink-shame you. Yeah. You like people in funny suits. It gets not you my own show. Fine. Do you ever see the pictures of the Ninja Turtle suits now? Like, I think one is in the Smithsonian, but one was up on eBay recently or was being sold, and it's oh, just weird. this fucking, like, rotted mess. <laughs> it's horrifying. <laughs> I think it's weirder that there's one in the Smithsonian. Why? That Why first Ninja Turtles movie is a cultural touchstone. It's it's Gone with the Wind. It's Casablanca. It's it's that the Wright brothers playing <laughs> Dick Van Dyke and <laughs> the man. They've just had him in a tank. Archie for Bunker's years. chair yeah, yeah. and one of the Ninja Turtle suits. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Is Archie Bunker dead? Is that Most a stupid likely. question? He probably is, right? Listeners, if you know, hit us up. Hashtag is Archie in a bunker. Well, that doesn't make sense. Whatever. Fuck it. Anyway, Ninja Turtles, the next mutation here. I'll just say it. It's an amazing piece of television and a wonderful piece of pop culture. A show I had not watched before this week. I don't know if you guys have. I had never watched it, had never heard of it, and in fact thought it was a fever dream until we got to this show to talk about it okay what was this i i had i i didn't even know this existed <laughs> well, you I were missing out <laughs> apparently yeah i'd never seen it uh i was baffled by this i had no I, and i was a huge huge ninja turtles fan when i was younger watched the cartoon all the time i watched that movie a billion times when i was younger i had no idea this show existed and i wish it didn't uh, it is it's awful um <laughs> it is mind-bending like just mind-bendingly awful yeah but boy, i don't even know what to to say anymore I, this is it this is all i can say for the episode it may be you know a mild bit of sacrilege to say on a podcast that was that was founded on cartoons but i've always preferred the live action ninja turtles to the cartoons really i always associated ninja turtles with the toys and with the live action movies specifically the first two like the cartoon i watched it but didn't didn't hold any particularly fond memories of it but all things live ninja turtles like the first two movies the third movie is like one of those so bad it's good movies we have two hours on tape as it were dedicated to my love of their live action tour so like i just <laughs> really enjoyed the live action turtles there's a campiness 
by definition of what it is. Right. And it's given it a, a certain amount of charm. Yeah, and this is like a, it's got its Elias Coteus as well. That's which true. Which just, you know, I came for the turtles. That was gross. Um, but I stayed for <laughs> Elias Coteus. Hmm. Elias Coteus story real quick here. So there's a company that makes toys for adults. And I'm not talking like toys for adults. I'm talking action figures. They make a line based off of the Ninja Turtles movies. Oh, so Ninja Turtle Dildos? Yes. Yes. The the Leonardildo. <laughs> the I, Dildo. What I've learned is you gotta you gotta commit to the bit here. Um so they made a Casey Jones figure, right? Because they had the rights to the characters, but Elias Coteus wouldn't sign over his likeness rights, so you can't take off the mask. It's Elias Coteus's Casey Jones, but it is not Elias Coteus himself. What is Elias Coteus doing that he like doesn't need that that licensing money? He would get some sort of royalties or, or something like that, right? Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's stunt yeah. doubling for Christopher Maloney these days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I just really like the idea that they showed him what the mold would look like, and he was like, "Nah, <laughs> nah." No, I won't. I won't put my likeness on that. That's not how that that doesn't capture the energy and the 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 the, the jour de verve that I brought to Casey Jones. <laughs> Similar story. The same company just got the actress who played April O'Neil in the first movie. So not Paige Turco, who took it over in two and three, but the woman in the first one, who was apparently such a nightmare to deal with that they recast her to sign over her likeness rights. So they're going to be making the yes. Ninja Turtles one April O'Neil figure. So she's, finally, exciting times. She's got it right. Like. I need, I would like this money. <laughs> I want money, yeah. Yeah, and the people are going to buy these toys because, you know, they're obsessed. I had a, uh, like, a, a big old crush on her. Sure. I think it was her early 90s perm that mm-hmm. did it for me. I don't know. She gave you the real April Bone Neal. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What was, like, a late 80s, early 90s, uh, like, feature that, that you were attracted to? You know, like the, the, for me, it was like you know the the Vanna White high waisted thong. <laughs> you know, so this is gonna this is gonna ruin a little bit of a joke I had in the game later. Okay, but it's it's that very similar thing. You know, in Crocodile Dundee, when Linda Kozlowski is like, she's out, oh, yeah. she's out in the brush, yeah, and the, she's got that the, ridiculous the, like big ass thong, insanely <laughs> insanely tall thong, yeah. like the side straps. I don't know what you call that. It's called underwear. a high waisted bikini. Think him up to like. Her fucking rib cage. It's insane. High cut bikini. Because <laughs> it cuts over your hip. Well, back sure. then it was over your hip it's bones. A, it's a cut that's high. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 It's like, I need my butts long and narrow. <laughs> and as flat as possible. <laughs> yeah. But to get to the story, we got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking high back. Huh? Yeah. Oh. Huh? That's fine. It's oh. a connection. It's like a, an electrician out here. So we've talked about the history of Ninja Turtles before. I won't rehash it too much, but the comic book is where it started. Was Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird who created the comic in New Hampshire, so not too far from our haunts here. Came out in 1984. Pretty dark comic, as it were. But they connected up with this merchandising guy who just, he was like a fucking bulldog. Worked actively to merchandise the fuck out of this comic book. So they got in with Playmates, to create the action figure line, the cartoon, which had a decidedly different thing. And as everybody knows, humongous pop culture hit, right? So the cartoon ran from 1987 to 1996, which 
That's as we crazy. know in cartoon terms, like that is fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tapered off probably the early 90s, like 90, 92, 93, something like that. I, mm-hmm. didn't, I don't remember the last three seasons. I was too busy watching Exo Squad. <laughs> you were, you were grown up. at that point. Yeah, I had grown up. That's kind of the point, right? Because as the cartoon became a big thing, then you get the movies. So the first movie, 1990. Right. Second movie, 1991. Third movie, 1993. So things started to taper down, right? You really had your peak in that 1990-1991 period. As the cartoon went off the air, things really came, they were slowing down here. But there was a gap being filled. You like ninjas, you like teens, being filled by the mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And in the US, that was all Haim Saban. So what do you do? You take Haim Saban, you take the Ninja Turtles, you smash them together. Kind of wacky. Monsters involved. You got some martial arts, you got teenagers. You got bad dubbing. Very bad dubbing. Yeah. What do you mean? The dubbing is great. <laughs> <laughs> So, Haim Saban, he didn't buy the rights to the Ninja Turtles, but he worked with the rights holders. And I'm not going to get into the rights holders for Ninja Turtles. It's a long and glorious tale. I should start a spinoff podcast about the rights to IP and sort of the trails that they take. For sure. That would be interesting. be financially successful, which the show is not. It would be lucrative, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's a passion project, folks. So write, write the book. Write the book. No one's done it. You do it. I will do it. Yeah. It's gonna, that's going to be a passion project as well. I'm going to put it out on Amazon. I'm going to design the cover in MS Paint. But the <laughs> trick is to do that uh-huh. and then also write a companion book, How to Make Money on Amazon by Writing a Book. Sure. Because that's where the money's at. Where do you think I get this free time? So the show was developed here by a guy named Dan Clark. Now, I know the name Dan Clark as Nitro from the American Gladiators. So when I saw this name, I thought, oh shit. He was like a big burly guy. Maybe he was into the martial arts. Different Dan Clark. Okay. Well, let's just operate with knowing that Dan Clark, American Gladiator, did did this uh, Ninja Turtles version. (laughs) We can just operate under that. Does that work for you, Shailen? I think it does. That works for me. Yeah, yeah. And then Nitro said. It's very extreme. (laughs) (laughs) So the show Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, started life as the fourth movie in the series, which was canceled because the third one was a bomb. I'm going to read you a little bit here about what the fourth movie was supposed to be. In this concept, the ooze that transformed the turtles in Splinter was still in their bodies, causing a much more drastic second mutation. Michelangelo's mutation would have given him a more human appearance, allowing him to walk among the people of New York. Donatello would have gotten psychic abilities, but he would have worn an optic device because his mutation would cause his vision to deteriorate. That sounds awful. Raphael's rage would cause him to mutate into a fearsome creature with claws and spikes jutting from his body. Leonardo would have the ability to mutate his skin into different textures. Splinter would transform into a creature twice his size that he would have limited control over. And the movie itself was designed around a fifth turtle named Kirby. (laughs) Anytime you're adding a new turtle and naming it fucking Kirby, abort the mission. (laughs) What are you talking about? You know, we have all these Renaissance painters (laughs) and some really highfalutin and fucking Kirby. Kirby. What if we named it like, you know, we could name it, um, I don't know, like... Van Gogh or, or 
or maybe a, a Rembrandt. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Monet. It's Kirby. K- Kirby. Kirby. Kirby the turtle. <laughs> so you get some elements of that. The Kirby carry this idea before it takes over. <laughs> but it, but it obviously mutated into something much more ah. different. The show was pitched Ooh. as a continuation of the cartoon series, but there are elements from the movies that made it through. So like Shredder's scarring and Splinter's scarring is consistent with the live action movies. But and then again, there's a lot of differences. So like well, the live action movies are considered separate from the cartoon. That's correct. A completely yes. different continuity. But this is just kind of its own canon at this point. There are a lot of changes to the Ninja Turtle mythos that we'll talk about here. The idea is that the turtles are all brothers. Not in this show. There are not brothers. Just good friends who played in the ooze together. <laughs> and then they live together with their rat dad. Weird rat dad. April O'Neil? No. Casey Jones? No. Shredder and the Foot Clan? So Shredder famously died in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. He's alive, but they're excised as primary villains. So <laughs> the main antagonist? Nope. They're replaced by the Dragon Lord, who has his gang, the Rank Dragons. <laughs> the rank what? dragons. <laughs> These what kind of name is that? Like, oh yeah, they smell. Bad. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, what else could yeah, that possibly mean? Right? They're stinky dragons. <laughs> like, they couldn't have gone. Like, I, I guess the Foot Clan isn't really that harsh sounding either. But like, the rank dragons. The rank dragons. Yeah. The 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 stinky wolves. <laughs> <laughs> These turtles, incredibly muscular. Like. Jacked to an uncomfortable point. Like Dave and Ben cut. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Like Dan Clark himself. Their chests, (laughs) instead of being like soft underbellies, look like armor plates, and they all have 400 teeth. Yeah, the teeth were alarming, to say the least. But the biggest change, and you could say the most alarming, and as I'm sure we'll talk about here, is the introduction of a new turtle. Venus de Milo, who is a female turtle, the story behind her, because we didn't, we're not talking about this today. She was with our main heroes in the sewer and also got oozed, but she was found by a guy named Chung Yi, who was a shinobi master, so he's good at the arcade game. Oh, of course, game. yeah. They moved to China, and then Splinter was put into the dream realm by the Dragon Lord, so Chung Yi sent Venus back to New York to help Splinter, and then she chills with the foursome. And now they are five. It was a big change. Can I point out the thing that made me most uncomfortable about her? Is it, go ahead. Was it her subtle breasts? Turtle boobs. Why does she have turtle, <laughs> turtle boobs? Breasts. She's very subtle. <laughs> they're not that subtle. Oh, they're subtle. It took me a bit to notice, but when I, <laughs> when I did notice them, I couldn't stop looking at those weird turtle boobs. The thing about the turtle subtle. suits and the boy turtles having like armor looking plating on their belly. Mm-hmm. was that hers didn't look that armored and she had fucking boobs. It was weird. It didn't like it. Did not yeah, like, like the, it. How did you feel? The turtles, <laughs> like the turtles don't, you don't see their male genitals. Like, or, or, you know, turtles don't have mammary so. glams. They're reptiles. <laughs> right. Mammary glams. That was David mammary Bowie's gland. favorite kind of boob, the mammary glam. Gland. <laughs> so did you like though? Put a that- little glitter on that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that her bandana had a braid? Because she was a girl. I got and, you a lightning bolt pasty. 
that it was very hard to differentiate her from Leonardo. Yeah, I thought she was Leonardo with a bad voice the first time she was on screen, mm-hmm. and I got really confused. Call me Titty Stardust. I like it. Memory Thank you. Glam. Hashtag memory glam. Folks, hit us up with your favorite memory glam. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag memory glam. <laughs> nope. I like mine bedecked in, sp- <laughs> in sequence. A show like this with big suits. Ashes to ashes. Sorry, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> keep going. I'm going to power through, though. You know, complicated choreography, expensive to produce. So where do you go when you're trying to film something that looks like it was in New York? But it wasn't. You go to the set of American Gladiators <laughs> because Dan Close. Clark had the keys to the set. Close. You do something that the Friday the 13th fr- franchise did when they were shooting in quote unquote Manhattan. You go to Canada. <laughs> you go to Canada <laughs> and you use establishing shots. So this whole show shot in Canada. You take all these pieces, right? Like Power Rangers was hot at this time. Like red hot. Hot. Like Venus de Milo. They produce new toys specific for this line. And sure, the toys kind of look like a Rob Liefeld comic book, but that's fine. The show even crossed over with the Power Rangers. These versions of the Turtles showed up in an episode of Power Rangers. What? That's weird. So this... I can't believe you picked this episode. (laughs) Should be a can't-miss concept, right? It should be. Sure. Turtles, Power Rangers fighting together alongside. Yeah, I'd be down for that. The show was a big fucking failure. (laughs) Just... Really expensive. Ratings were bad. Toys did not sell. Uh, look up the toys <laughs> when you have a chance. They're really strange looking. Now, like, there's g- garbage, right? Like, kids love garbage cartoons, and I'm the walking example of that. Sure. I loved Fantastic Max, for instance. That's the only example I need to prove my point. Sure. And but, like, safety pin. <laughs> Four plaid diapers. And that glamoury tit. <laughs> um, but like this, like for, for a show with like the clout that Ninja Turtles bring mm-hmm. to fail this badly, it just failed on every, every level of TV production. They're like, how do, there's kids that love garbage. How do they not love this? Yeah, eat your garbage, kids. Yeah, <laughs> eat your garbage. Shovel it in there. The show yeah, failed so badly. It. That it put the nail in the coffin, the nail in the coffin of Ninja Turtles for six years. So after the show went off the air, there wasn't another Ninja Turtles property on your television until 2003. So just an epic failure. Would you like to know what season two might have looked like if it had existed? Please. April and Casey. Oh, this is from TV.com, by the way. (laughs) I don't know who wrote this. Indisputably This may just be a lie that I found on the internet, but it's It's a good source. I'll propagate it. April and Casey were to return to the Ninja Turtles universe, and Shredder would have returned either to join forces with the Dragon Lord or be at war with him. There would also have been a storyline involving the government discovering the Turtles and hunting them down, possibly ending with the death of a family member, most likely Splinter. (laughs) So, season two would have gone to some dark places. They can barely pull off a bank heist. Like, how are they going to pull off that multi-layered storyline there throughout a season? (laughs) Ripped from the headlines. (laughs) But (laughs) Ninja Turtles, (laughs) as we know, it's an IP that won't die, right? So this failed, but it's come back. Since this time, there have been three more cartoons, another movie series. There's another reboot. Just in 2021, 
Eastman and Laird have come back together to put together a new series called The Last Ronin, which involves all of the Ninja Turtles but one dying. Uh, I won't spoil that for you because only issue one is out, but it looks pretty interesting. So just an IP that lives on and on and on. And, you know, where does this show fit in that pantheon? I guess we'll find out together. An interesting discussion. (laughs) Disagree. The episode that we're talking about is called Silver and Gold. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) it was directed by a guy named Don McCutcheon. And on IMDb, Don McCutcheon is described as an actor's director. Directed such things as four episodes of Goosebumps, six Mm -hmm. episodes of a show called Little Men, six episodes of a show called Winging It, and not one, (laughs) but two. Yes. (laughs) Except it's about chicken wings. Yeah. Uh, Crossword Mysteries movies. The episode was written by a guy named Todd Swift. And he was pretty swiftly out of the business. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but he has a pretty limited resume here. A couple episodes of Kalalu, which I think is a kid's show. It's Caillou. Uh, Caillou. He wrote Kalalu. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a bad spe- show. It's spelled C-A-L-I-L-O-U, and it's pronounced Caillou? Yeah. It's Fucking a terrible bullshit. TV show that we are- Kalalu. Do not ever say it near our child. We don't want him to see it. Okay. You just you just sound like Adam Sandler doing like If I could have a career one half of the same man, I'd be happy. So he wrote this episode in its sequel. And he also wrote eighty episodes of a show called <laughs> Freddy's Feet. <laughs> Freddy's Feet. I don't know what Franny's feet is. Freddy or Franny? Franny. Franny's feet. <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah, I'm very, so, really so, okay. All my uh, all my uh, searches are are just like you know celebrity names, then feet after it. The, the word feet. <laughs> just a little treat to myself, a little Franny's feet. Google, give me George Clooney feet. <laughs> Google, this episode aired on <laughs> October twenty fourth, nineteen ninety seven. What was a foot back then, Ben? <laughs> Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Some 90s ass movies in the top three this week. The number one earner, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yes. A movie based off of a really shitty book from like 15 years previous. A A book series. A movie that had a fairly definitive ending, but still had a sequel with the worst twist in movie history. I disagree. We talked about it. Ben's son. Will Benson. Ben's son. Ben's son. Ben's son. Ah, I see. Ah. Police cops. (laughs) (laughs) When I read that book, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that they were in the process of making the movie. And I then saw an ad for the movie, maybe like a year and a half after I read the book. And I was like, oh, weird. It has the same title as that shitty book I read. And then I had the news broken to me that they were one and the same. And I was like, oh, they somehow made that book worse. Worse. (laughs) It's so much worse. And it's not a good book. I enjoyed that movie, though. I'm a a fan of horror movies. Was that before or after Scream? So that was after After. Scream, but before Urban Legend, which I think is my favorite bad. Oh, man. So like like Scream movie of that genre came out and it was like, yeah, that look, that late 90s look, uh, uh, you know, kind of infiltrated horror movies for a long time. Like there was Scream and it was all like, oh, we have to be clever and cynical and all of that. 
and then it was applied to I Know What You Did Last Summer, and then like Halloween H2O or Halloween Water, like mm-hmm. that that had that too. <laughs> Halloween Water. And then Urban Legend, which I snuck into. Okay. That was like, that. you're right, Ben. That's like, that's like peak, gory, cynical 90s horror movies. With yeah. Joshua Jackson and the frosted tips. Come that's on, right. you have to acknowledge the hair. Yeah. Did somebody say frosted tits? It's me, David <laughs> Bowie, here to talk about your memory glams. It's his favorite kind of cereal as well. <laughs> when they made those Pour kind of movies. me a bowl of those frosted tips. <laughs> it's like they told the cinematographer you need to like apply Vaseline to the camera and turn the contrast all the way up. Like all yeah. of those movies just look wet at all times. <laughs> <Just> wet. <laughs> un- yeah, give me more Creed on that soundtrack. <laughs> Number two, give maybe. Me more Creed. The Devil's Advocate. Huh. Oh. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> I'm advocating all your for clothes. you. <laughs> Charlize. <laughs> Number three. Kiss the Girls, a fucking James Patterson, Alex Cross movie in 1997. Hmm. James Patterson been relevant for going on 30 years now. Morgan Freeman? Yep. Yeah. Morgan Freeman and Ashley Judd. (laughs) Also in the top 10, a movie that astounds me that not only did it come out, but it was popular. In and Out. Like a whole movie around is is Kevin Klein gay. (laughs) Yeah, my dad loved that movie. Sure. Yeah, I don't know why. My dad has like weird. Like he cried at the Adam Sandler movie Click. Um, Mm -hmm. Like he bawled. Um, My family was relentless in (laughs) making fun of him. You say was like it stopped. (laughs) We still bring it up. It's like (laughs) actually, I think it came up in like or uh, Christmas this year. I was like, oh, like you were when we caught you crying at Click. It's a good movie. (laughs) And so was In and Out. In and Out was a. I've never seen In and Out, but I, I, I have like, read the plot description many times because I try. I want to understand it. I feel like In and Out works for a generation of people who didn't understand what non-gender normative existence could be mm-hmm. or yeah. non-heteronormative. Yeah. Sure. And so the idea that like, oh, maybe, maybe not, and like it's not super harsh makes it so that they can kind of like digest it safely. It's like you see like a foot, and you're like, oh, I want to tackle that foot. Oh man! Normative, Google, Google, one. Google. Show me Kevin Klein feet. Yeah, that's it. So Kevin that Klein movie, for any. <laughs> right. um, that movie, Shailen, I think I agree with you. It's like if you watched it now, it'd probably be like eh, this doesn't hold up so well. But maybe you'd watch it and be like, you know what, movie? And you like pat it on its head and be like, you tried, you tried, movie. That's <laughs> good for you. You tried to talk to an audience that wasn't being talked to. We appreciate that movie. You didn't do. You didn't execute the way you wanted to, but you tried. Ironically, that's how I felt about Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation. Mm-hmm. You tried. Mm-hmm. You tried. You tried. And you succeeded. So let's get into it. The Wrong. show starts with a cold open, and not just any cold open. Oof. Or should cold I say... space. Very cold. Hot open. Ha. Hot as hell. For a cool dude like me, heat is no problem. <laughs> I'll just cop some sewer rays. okay there's a lot going on in this 30 seconds here that i I need to set up you have a newscaster not april who points out that it's a heat wave and that there's a crime wave going on this idea of heat waves coinciding with crime i don't get it it's like 
did Franny's feet see Summer of Sam? <laughs> and then he was like, huh, that's Maybe. a good idea. You know, it's just like, it doesn't make sense. And then it's nighttime in the establishing shot. But then Michelangelo is tanning in the sewer. He's sitting in a chair and he's got big sunglasses. Maybe the moon moon rays are coming through the sewer grates. I don't know. Like it's it's moon rays, and so in the sumer, like it gets amplified. I have no idea. The moon's in your eye, like a big pizza pie. It's That's a sauna. A He's trying to cook himself to make delicious soup. That's a memory. Set under the moon because he loves the heat. How did he get those big sunglasses? <laughs> Where did they come from? These are the questions I have about this show. Doesn't make any sense. From the novelty joke shop, of course. Anyway, so he's in the <laughs> where they get all their clothes. The sewer. <laughs> He's in the sewer, and then he almost gets run over by two ATVs. The sewer's awfully dry, by the way, I'll point out. Yeah. Also huge. The ATVs drive by, and then you get the first of many really just high-budget production tricks. You're like looking just at a wall of a sewer, and then you hear like a crash sound, and then and like the, the camera, camera just shakes. shakes around a little oh bit. <laughs> like, like this ATV <laughs> crashing into the sewer has shook the entire foundation of the city. Just just shaking to its core trembling yes <laughs> so then michelangelo goes over and he checks it out every line that the turtles say throughout this whole show it's as if they're trying to make a joke or a timely reference but it's just dialogue it's neither a joke nor a timely reference yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's been written by a guy obsessed with a woman <laughs> franny and her feet and her feet i want you both to know that if anyone Googles that TV show, all of these jokes are going to be really a bummer disappointment. Untrue. Mm. Oh, is it about like the, the foot, the, the, the unit of measurement? <laughs> no, it's about a child. Okay. Mm. All right. Why, why would I be bummed up? It's not sexy. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I th- oh, boy. Jeez, there's really egg on my face now. <laughs> I had a coworker of mine recently ask me if I was a foot guy. That's, oh, that's, that's not appropriate. That's not <laughs> no, a word. No, well, we used to, sorry, we used to work together. Okay. Um, well, that makes it more appropriate then. Someone yeah, even yeah. say encouraged. Asked, asked me if I was a foot guy. I said, why would you think that? And they were like, I don't, they, we, you just have that look. And I was like, no, I'm not a foot guy. Hmm. No, I'm not. What is the look of a foot guy? What is the look I don't of a know. foot guy? What I mean, like I'm always, guy, baby? I'm always lubing up other people's arches. Sure, and just getting ready to go to town. But like, I don't think that makes me a foot guy. The only arches I like are the golden arches. Ba 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 ba. Thank you. Hashtag I'm a foot um, guy. <laughs> I'm loving feet. Anyway, so the cops show up in the sewers immediately, and this is the police. NYPD? Mm, absolutely not. So you get the, those cool sound effects, and you'll hear a lot of sound effects here. Michelangelo hides behind a random ass fence in the middle of the sewer. The cops show up. They look at the crashed ATVs for like two seconds, and then they just go, "This stinks," and they leave. <laughs> like, well, <that's, laughs> just leave. They're very committed that's, to the cause. That's of, not how um, policing works. Being police, but it's fine because. Michelangelo's out and he's like, oh yeah, fucking pizza guy, right? And then a big monkey in a yellow suit shows up behind him. I give up, don't shoot him. I'm just a little turtle. Cool your jets, kids. You want the fuzz back? Monkey, big monkey, big talking monkey. And you're a talking turtle. 
<laughs> just played as if this is the most normal thing in the world. It all fell apart when I realized that this big talking monkey gangster mm-hmm. stole April O'Neil's suit for this scene. <laughs> he stole Dick Tracy's suit. Yeah, that's true. Real Dick Tracy vibe to this fella. Yeah, stole whole, the whole vibe. So we don't know what this guy's name is yet. Uh, I'll tell you what my guess was in a couple minutes here, but Michelangelo is immediately like, oh, did you get in the ooze too? Did you get oozed? But no, he didn't. This is his story. Do I look like I'm from the sewers? My family was the pride of the Himalayas. Uh, oh. Oh. Okay. And you can talk and wear big yellow suits. <laughs> is there like a group of gorillas that can talk and they're like hidden in the Himalayas? Here's the thing. It took me most of the episode to figure it out because they keep calling him an ape. It's a Yeti. He's a Yeti. Yeah, he's a Yeti. He's not a gorilla. Oh! He's from the Himalayas. He, he says it at the end. He calls himself a Sasquatch, I think. Oh, does he? Well, yeah. I figured it out well before that because I'm smart. I didn't figure it out at all. You fucking foot loving. Oh, no. He says he came from the Bigfoot <laughs> ghetto. The Bigfoot ghetto? Of the Himalayas. Okay. That's like way later. I don't know what that means. Shailen, you know that we do things in order here. I'm just pointing out that that's why he can talk, I guess. We lay things out. According to the mythos Time of stamps. this cartoon. Yes. Anyway, so we had the cold open, but here's the song. <laughs> the opening song is to be heard, to be believed. Yeah, Raphael was was a ninja turtle. He was looking for some feet to love. (laughs) You might have heard the term hero turtles come up in that song because we watched the UK version. So this is the version that aired outside the US because Ninja Turtles, Ninja is a censorship issue for whatever weird reason. Hmm. We're, We're a weird society. I have good news, though. I was able to track down the US version, and it is a completely different song. So here you go. There's more, but it's a oh, bop, man. I'll just say that it's a bop. <laughs> Did Sai write the Club that? Turtle? <laughs> it's got like a like an Eiffel sixty five yes. Aqua thing to it. It's nineteen ninety seven as you can get. So Michelangelo meets this big gangster. They call him Gangsta Ape for about half of the episode, to the point that I thought that was his name. Nah, we'll find out what his name is in a little bit. They're just talking and talking and talking and. Michelangelo's like, yeah, he's a big monkey. And they're like, that sounds really weird, but they're fucking turtles that are people and they see weird shit all the time. So why this would be the breaking point, it doesn't make any sense. But they spent several minutes talking about this. Then we get to visit the lair of the gangster ape and his lair, (laughs) according to the establishing shot, it's in a big building. But in reality, it looks like a rock climbing gym that also has walls with wallpaper on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. <laughs> it 
was like it, it looked like the like a, a set that you know you had a bunch of people competing in like different athletic events mm-hmm. you know there might be a gauntlet Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or 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 like a um, you have to like run through an obstacle course or something. Or, Perhaps um, they had a, it was a, a the wall. Yeah, and maybe it was you know maybe it involved gladiators that were American, mm-hmm. and this was the set of American gladiators starring Dan Clark, but low budget in the nineteen ninety seven version, which was certainly very low budget. <laughs> <laughs> I liked in this layer. He had one of those programmable light boards, and it just said twenty six million on it, because that had been their proceeds from the last week. <laughs> I thought, what is this board? You know, does he come back from like a robbery, and he just painstakingly types in like the new number in there? I think so. That's the best. That's the best guess I had. <laughs> and if they had made twenty six million smackaroos in the last week, that's a fucking efficient gang, and that's not like a crime wave. That's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> You know, that's not a crime wave. That's literally the entire United States getting bankrupted pretty rapidly by apes. Yeah. Yeah. Ripped from the headlines. Why does he need more money? Is he he's addicted to the game. He doesn't need the money. Well, it's true. And if you're not really sure what his motivation is, fortunately, in the scene, he tells you. I wasn't always like this. I didn't used to be greedy. But when you're the last of your kind, you start to feel needy. <laughs> <laughs> That rhymed. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. I love poetry, but I love money more. More. Makes sense. Any questions? He's the last Yeti. And then he decided he needed to become Al Capone. That's correct. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty clear. Just picture that that Yeti like coming down from whatever fucking mountain it's on and like, man, I'm cold down here. I need a long yellow trench coat. (laughs) Oh, man, my head's freezing. Maybe I'll put on this cool fedora I just found here. (laughs) You know, I'm going to go to New York. Maybe I'll affect the New York accent for a little bit. I love money now. I found Warren Beatty's emaciated body. I'm stealing (laughs) his clothes off of it. Because the rest of his gang, too, they're all in these garish suits. It's... A truly insane aesthetic. It looked like Rockapella, the gangs. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. One of them and even just... had a fluffy ponytail, like that classic yeah. 90s fluffy ass ponytail. If you go back to your The Fugitive, he is that young guy in Tommy Lee Jones's crew. Yeah, the one who gets worried on. about like getting deaf. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, you know, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones shoots the escaped prisoner. Yeah. I don't miss. That's your weekly Fugitive reference, folks. <laughs> the best part about the guys in the suits is the several times when our bad guy, whose name has not yet been revealed, walked out of the frame and then two or three of the dudes would do like a high five together or like they did a little dance move (laughs) and there was never sound to accompany it. So it's like you can't pull a clip of this because you can't hear. And if there was a sound, it would be like bloop. Yeah. (laughs) Like a ringing bell. Yeah. Like it's Looney Tunes. Oh, man. I was delighted. (laughs) Do you like the bulk and skull portions of power rangers because this whole fucking episode is that but with people dressed up like ninja turtles it's and the so answer was bad. yes i did <laughs> it's not bad it's good it's the clown music <laughs> one of the other things i enjoyed about this is the transition shots so clearly this is being shot on a shoestring budget mm-hmm. you know like they just got whatever sets they could find but they have to try to convince you it's in new york city if they're showing the turtle's lair, the transition shot is the shot of a sewer grate. If they're showing a building, it's a building that might maybe be in New York. And that's it. That's all of like the flavor you get outside of them being on very tight sets. It's, and good it's accents. Like the, the sewer grate 
and then like maybe a hot dog cart vaguely in the background (laughs) and then they do that blur effect that was really popular with mtv in the uh the 80s like we're just gonna apply this like sepia tone blur (laughs) effect on everything it's gonna look look so fucking awesome it did look awesome it did it's good no it wasn't good it's gonna look as great as feet (laughs) (laughs) so back to the sewers here we're back with the turtles and they're still giving michelangelo just an inordinate amount of shit and he's making a big banana split and he's Squirting what is very clearly shaving cream on it, and then he puts mustard on it, and it's like, oh, fuck, that's really disgusting. Because the turtles have weird taste buds, Ben. Right. Long established. Or, is it because the show's really good? The show is about the turtles, who at this point have been heroic for years. In some countries, as discussed, they were even called the hero turtles, right? Mm -hmm. Donatello makes a computer program. He figures out that the next robbery place is going to be one of two locations yes it's it, it predictive analytics can yes. he's tracked the he's tracked the, the the bank robberies and now we can predict one or two of the next locations so you would think that the natural thing for the turtles to do as they are heroes and ninja would be to go lend a hand or do anything it makes mm-hmm. this conversation all the more confusing <sighs> we're ninja Leave the crime fighting to the police. Yeah? The cops are crawling around our sewer. The ninja path is one of non-confrontation, Raf. We don't play cops and robbers. We play the game when it's in our backyard. First of all, it's all about the game, but... And how you play <laughs> it. What did Leonardo think that they did? If not, stop bad guy. <laughs> it's like He seems yeah, like a complete coward. Like, no, we just wait for them to come to us. Like The premise of the entire series is that they, they're always being attacked. <laughs> They, I mean, he could have suggested maybe we just give the police an anonymous tip, but no. Why? Why would we? But their primary motivation here, it's not to stop the gangsta ape. It's to protect their home from the cops trampling through it. That's pretty much what's driving them here. So it just, it makes the turtles' motivations kind of unlikable, which seems like an odd tact. Yeah. yeah. Now, at this point, down in the sewers, you've got Splinter and you have the four main turtles. You haven't seen Venus yet. And the turtles, they get into a Hummer and two motorcycles. <laughs> now, if they're not if they're not being heroes, why do they have a Hummer and two motorcycles? Why do they have all where, this cool gear? Where did they get the Hummer and the two motorcycles? How did they get them into the sewer? <laughs> There's nothing else to do down in the sewer, so you just tinker and you make cool things. Now, the amazing thing here is, very clearly... This is a car that they got, and they custom-kitted it out for the show, right? It's got this turtle shell pattern on it, but you only see it from, like, the bottom up, a quarter of the front panel for about a second, and that is the only time you see the car. All of that money and resource spent, and just, that's what they got out of it. I'm thinking they didn't make the whole car look like that. Okay, yeah. So they just had that one angle, and they were like, all right, take this plate off and put it on the motorcycle, and then shoot the, uh, shoot the motorcycle, all right, and take that plate <laughs> off and put it on the helicopter for the next episode. That's I my guess. That. I believe I it. Hmm. Hashtag Johnny Cut Corners. Hashtag Franny Cut Corners. Those fucking feet. <laughs> oh, my God, those feet. <laughs> feet. Oh, man. I remember when they released uh, Fruit by the Foot when, mm-hmm. I was a, when I was a lad, and I was like really disappointed. That it was a snack and not like, you know, like just like a foot that I could like. <laughs> like up. a foot made the fruit. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> I feel like 
fruit roll-ups were one of those things that were really romanticized. I bet fruit roll-ups are fucking gross. I got a feeling. You bet. You, you think maybe? They're disgusting. Jesus, I didn't think that that required that amount of sass, but sure, yeah, I think they, they're probably gross. Yes. My daughter Can't had confirm. one recently in her school. It was served in her cafeteria. They're serving fruit Like a real deal stuff. one or a fruit yeah. leather? Okay. Maybe I, I said, how was it? Up. She loved it because she loves garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your garbage, but kids. Fruit leather is not the same as a fruit roll-up. It is not the same as fruit by the foot. Right. All fruit by the foot is fruit leather, but all fruit leather is not necessarily fruit by the foot. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how taxonomy works. That, that's predictive analytics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's information fruit leather architecture is okay. right there. <laughs> fruit leather is the name of my follow-up album to Mammary mm-hmm. Glam. Mm-hmm. I bet it is. Shailen? I got nothing. Oh, okay. Blue jean, genie <laughs> clad in fruit leather. So they're on the roof of a building, <laughs> and they're looking at Second National Bank. Now, Donatello is in the sewers with his computer, just looking at a map, even though they're already there, but whatever. I thought that Michelangelo was with Leonardo. He's, in fact, with Venus, who joined them at some undetermined point. With her weird turtle boobs. We'll get there. Michelangelo pulls out binoculars, <laughs> and they have like a display on them. For some reason, the display had the words monkey crook on it, as well as insane in the membrane. I don't know. Insane in the brain! (laughs) So, Michelangelo sees a dude walking down in front of the bank, and he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) This is what happens. Hey! (laughs) I ain't got no money! Please, don't hurt me! (laughs) Okay, so this guy, he's... I think, I mean, he's pretending, but he's supposed to be a blind guy, so he's got on a long trench coat, a, a tan one, nothing nothing too garish, a hat, he's got on the classic John Lennon blind guy sunglasses. He doesn't have a cane, but what he does do when Michelangelo accosts him in the middle of the street is just wave his hands around wildly, and he's like, whoa, whoa, for, honest to God, 15 <laughs> to 20 time. seconds. A long time. It took me a while to figure out that he was pretending ultimately, but it took me a while to figure out that he was blind or Michelangelo thought he was blind. Like, it's mm-hmm. not clear. Why is that a blind guy thing? Like, I don't know. I thought blind guy immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all blind guys wear trench coats. I thought that it's like a weird, uh, a weird choice. Uh, the Dan blind Clark. guy stagger. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> New York's finest also show up here for some reason. They must also have been staking out the bank. I, I don't know. I think it was the heat wave. Yes. Which plays no more factor into the storyline. Why is there a heat wave? It's hot. At all. Uh, global the, warming. The, the, there's no headlines. reason for the heat wave. The ozone, yeah. et cetera. I'm trying to think of if there could have possibly been a justification for heat wave. There's nothing. The ozone. 1997. We were worried about the ozone. In New York? That was in Australia. That's a global problem. God damn it. Anyway, let's meet New York's finest. Let the guy go! (laughs) And put your hands up. (laughs) Your hands up. (laughs) The whole point of being a Ninja Turtle is to not be discovered. Michelangelo breaks this rule immediately, but then Leonardo, or maybe it's Venus, Christ, I don't know who the hell it is. Or maybe, no, Michelangelo was with Leonardo. Raphael was with Venus. It doesn't fucking matter. 
he makes the car the cop car go into drive and then the cops leave the people that they were going to arrest even though there's two cops and then michelangelo leaves and then the blind guy wasn't blind he pulls out a walkie-talkie and he starts giggling like he's seen franny's feet and he starts talking about plan b <laughs> yeah plan take b? off those shoes <laughs> it's really weird i thought it was weird that they showed the cop and the camera mm-hmm. like looks down the barrel of the gun it, it seemed off for a, a show aimed at, I don't know, seven-year-olds, five-year-olds. I guess there's like G.I. Joe, but like there, there was a real gun or, you know, it, it looked like a real gun. It wasn't like a blaster or like shot, it clearly shot lasers or anything like that. It was, it was a strange, strange choice for, for Hero Turtles. I found it to be both titillating and <laughs> appropriate for the content. Sheldon, <laughs> how do you feel? No, I didn't. No. I didn't feel it. Th- <laughs> Thanks. You didn't feel the way I feel when I see a good foot. I was so checked out at this point of the episode when I was just like, eh. You feeling checked out? <laughs> I didn't like the show very much. Oh, okay. You were checked we'll out. We'll get back to you in, in, in like minutes. Five, five minutes in. <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> now, plan B, as it turns out, was another just shot of a door, an explosion noise, and a camera shake. So I don't exactly know. I haven't know, figured it out. I don't know what blew up, but whatever it was. We go to Raphael and Venus, and you see, you see Venus's subtle breasts for the first time here, Ugh. and it's it's a little weird. They see two dudes in like hazmat suits, like they're dressed like Doc Brown from the beginning of Back to the Future, and Raph, look, the snooks. That's crooks, not snooks. See, one of the personality traits of Venus de Milo that you might not have caught is that Ugh. she doesn't understand. English or American culture. So she spends the entire episode saying words that mostly sound the same as words you would know, but they're just a little bit different. And I thought it was very charming. And here I thought that it was annoying as fuck. Nope. Charming. Charming isn't the word I would use. Charming is like when a flip flop is dangling off a sexy foot, right? That's charming. <laughs> like this, this isn't charming. It was, it was, it was annoying and it was poorly done. You could do that better. You could have her, you know, mal- malpropisms uh, a little mm-hmm. better. Speaking of malpropisms. They're sucking. Yeah, they're going to be sucking. So they're using a big <laughs> <Yeah>. vacuum. <laughs> to, yeah. As far as I could tell, they didn't rob the bank. There was just an abandoned armored truck that they blew a hole in and then were using a big vacuum to suck the cash out of it. And I don't <laughs> think that that would work. This served as but, the inspiration <laughs> for the second Incredibles movie. Okay. Which Indeed is a lot did, better yeah. than yeah, this TV yeah, show. I see that. It's a flimsy plan, but it's a plan nonetheless. So Raph and Venus fight these guys. Two of the, the colorful gangsters show up and they, they start having a fight. It sounds a lot like this. <laughs> And I will say, level what incorrect criticisms you want at this show, I thought that the fight choreography was overwhelmingly okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. (laughs) Anytime that the turtles aren't fighting and they're moving, they're staggering around as if they were 75 years old. But within the fight scenes themselves, they're jumping between cars. I would put it on par with Adam West Batman and maybe even a slot or two above what you would generally see in Power Rangers. Um, I don't think it would be above 
a normal Power Rangers episode. Yeah, I, I would say it's up That's there with Power Rangers. I had no problem with the fight scenes here. I thought I, I, I was surprised based on the chintziness of the what we'd seen prior. I was surprised when I was like Michelangelo was doing a roundhouse kick and yeah. it looked okay. I put it up there with Power Rangers. I would uh, like level footing. I think it wasn't bad. Yeah, for for anything yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. say there, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But the sound editors here wanted to continue to show off, and you got. <laughs> like literally like windows 95 like fucking sound effects here just just crazy stuff in the bottom of the screen in, at this part in the episode mm-hmm. a paper clip started talking to me it was really weird <laughs> it was so compelling and titillating so the turtles kick ass but then gangster ape shows up and he instead of taking the money with him and leaving the smart thing he reverses the vacuum and he starts spraying the money <laughs> at the turtles. And Venus is in the line of fire. And this happens. Now I understand the power of the buck! Okay, so she... The power of the what? The power of the buck. The power of the buck. I don't know what that means. She's jumping, she's jumping across the screen like she's Clint Eastwood and in the line of fire. <laughs> she's like she's taking that bullet for the president and then, oh and that that shot that takes like 10 seconds and it's like yeah. from every single possible angle yeah. they could shoot yeah that one and then gangster ape leaves think of a leaf vacuum if you reverse the flow on a leaf vacuum and i shot some leaves at you that wouldn't knock you backwards like a fire hose no but i guess i'm not a bank robber and i'm not bank robbing with a you leaf don't know vacuum. how strong that suck was it's true and ver- the reverse suck even stronger. Yeah. I was say it would just be a mild inconvenience with cash flying at you that you could easily pick up and use. <laughs> Perhaps about- to buy a shirt to cover your weird turtle boobs. It was about this time that I, I looked at the <laughs> runtime left in the episode and I saw that there were 10 minutes left and I, I steeled myself for what was yet to come. You just gripped the arms of your chair. <laughs> so God, what a ride this is going to be. And it was. So we go back to the sewer and... Boy, this was just weird. The newscaster is back, and they're talking about that the police saw a gang go into the sewer, but you never saw the turtles go back into the sewer. So when they spend four minutes arguing about who the last one in the sewer is, it just it feels like you missed something in the middle. And maybe we did. Maybe the version that we caught was incomplete somehow, but it just it felt weird. So their concern is really that the cops are going to come into the sewer and find their lair. Like any honest person or turtle would fear the cops. Any honest turtle. Like Abe Lincoln and Donatello, similar. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Donatello, in the meantime, is hard at work on the computer, and he's looking for the next spot that the gang is going to hit. And here it is. Their next target is... New York's Fort Knox. (laughs) Okay. Okay, a couple of things here. (laughs) During the same line... Donatello refers to who I had known as Gangster Ape as Silver. And Silver is his actual name, which makes sense. He is, in fact, Silver. But you don't know at what point they found that out. He certainly didn't tell them. Maybe that was just their nickname for him. It's a, a deleted weird. scene on the cutting room floor. Maybe. Like Lost half a, half of the episode. Of they originally wrote these to be hour-long episodes. I don't Oof. know if you knew that. But New York's Fort Knox, this is some lazy contrived ass shit right here there's a gold depository that's in new york city 
but it's only a temporary repository while they're building a new national one. It's the plot of Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but Jeremy Irons is gonna gonna rob it. He's got dump trucks and he Sam Jackson's gonna shoot him, but he didn't he didn't take the safety off, and Jeremy Irons is like, forgot to take safety off. It's so great. That movie's so great. I love that That's movie. That's a good movie. I'd rather yeah. watch that movie than this show. Mm, again, you're wrong. But my question is Can't why? you watch them at the same time, Shailen? Ooh, yes, multiple I could. screens. Now you're talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Second screen experience. I like it. It's like watching The Wizard of Oz with while you're, while you're listening to The Wall, you know? <laughs> Similar experience. Have I you imagine. ever done that? It's also Dark Side of the Moon. Fuck off. It's fine. Dude, get like fucking stoned and then just put Die Hard with a Vengeance on and put Hero Turtles on at the same yep. time. But you got to start it right when Bruce Willis puts the uh, jug of, seven gallon jug of water down mm-hmm. on the scale. That's when you start Hero Turtles and it lines what? up perfectly, man. What I like to do is I like to get a big fucking pizza, right? I like to dip it in a gallon of Dimetap and just let the music <laughs> take me. That's how I roll. Go, pe- go pizza tripping. That's right. But <laughs> honestly, why go to this much trouble to contrive this story? They could have just said, there's a business that keeps a lot of gold and you would have saved this weird dialogue. You would have saved that the henchman Clarence knew that Fort Knox was in Kentucky, which I certainly had no idea about. I mean, they it's could just have so just odd. said, there's anything. a bank safe. Yes, anything. Yeah, or like, oh, oh, the New York Gold Reserve. Okay, I'm there. I'm fine. I'm New, fine. York's I'm fine Fort Knox. New York's Fort Knox. New please. York's Fort Knox. When you get there, it becomes even more inexplicable. But Silver, as we now know him, is full of, he's full of like idioms and things like that, which I appreciate. He's full of threats and allegories. Turtles are like pistachio nuts. Crack the shell, it's game over. Yeah. What does that mean, Silver? You crack the shell and it's game over, like a pistachio. I I read that in a recipe for turtle soup. (laughs) So then they get ready to go to New York's Fort Knox. Now, the turtles also deduce that Silver and the crew are going to New York's Fort Knox. But another inconvenience for the turtles, and just coincidence upon coincidence here, this is a real problem for them. Silver's gang is going to hit the temporary reserve, which is almost directly above us. Oh, no. And somehow, oh, no. <laughs> somehow this means that because that gang uses the sewers, because they're robbing the place that's above them, that they're going to enter the sewers at that point, and then the police are going to come down to the sewers and then see the turtle's lair, which would be a problem because... Even though they've already revealed themselves to the cops, they don't the cops will find want out to be who vivisected they are. or something, even though they've helped the cops in the past. That's correct. Okay. It's clear. It makes sense. It's like looking through a window. You can kind of see you can kind of see where this is going. The next step in yeah. their plan is really just the icing on the cake. Well, Raph has a step before that. <laughs> okay, we gotta hit him off with the pass, bust him in the act. I swear to God, when I watch this. I thought it was head him off at the pass and bust him in the ass because that is clearly yes. what they want you to think he's saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. It took me five viewings. And again, this is a show that's 25-ish years old. We're watching it on Daily Motion, sound degrades, but- It was on purpose. It's supposed to sound like bust him in the ass. And I thought, wow, this he is says it was such risque. a rhymy, yes. iambic yeah. pentameter voice there. Like, yeah, we're going to bust him in the act. But their actual plan- is so inexplicable. <laughs> they 
are planning to stop the gang, which makes a lot of sense, right? You got to stop the bad guys. But to do so, they don't need to wait around. They don't need to sort of scope the place out. They themselves need to break in to the New York's Fort Knox and wait for them at the safe. What? In spite of the fact that they're totally (laughs) sure that the gang is going to come through their lair, so they could have just blocked them, or they could have done what I would have done in this situation, Mm -hmm. called the police with a tip. Run away crying. That's what I would have done. Called the police with a tip. (laughs) Search for celebrity feet. (laughs) I feel like- That's what you would do, Dave. Yeah. Similar to how- Because I'm a total foot guy. That's right. You, You foot guy fuck. You just um, dangle that big toe in front of me, and I'm all like, oh, oh man, I'm like oh. a horse with a carrot. You know what I like? You got that big toe, you dip it in a gallon of Dime Tap, and you're toe tripping, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to how Seinfeld Dime, wouldn't work now, because them having cell phones would sort of circumnavigate all the plots. Mm-hmm. I feel like this version of Ninja Turtles could be circumvented by just, yeah, call the cops. Right. <laughs> now you've <laughs> solved the problem. But they don't. It's like Game of Thrones with a cell phone. If you had, if they had cell phones, there would be no Game of Thrones. Like it'd be like, oh yeah, Tyrion didn't do it. Okay, yeah. no war. Cool. No red wedding. Yeah. Hmm. These references are lost on me. Oh, okay. I've not engaged with that material. Okay, but Bridgerton references. You're all over it. So. Yeah, that's right. Not enough feet in Bridgerton. Would you Too agree? Too many feet for me. There are feet in it. Too many. There's like a weird boot thing. There's that scene where he's like, do you remember what I told you to do before our wedding night? And she's like, yeah. And then she takes off her, her foot, her shoe, and she, she takes off her, her foot. foot. Good God. Yeah, she's it's, like the it's, Texas tornado, Carrie Von Eric. It's a she prosthetic. Her whole foot off. Um, <laughs> she takes off her foot, and she dangles the prosthetic in front of him, and he gets, he gets off on that. And in it, weirdly. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all in the toes. It's weird. And that's Bridgerton. So the turtles are on a rooftop. And they talk a lot about security to like a boring degree, but then Michelangelo, he's a teenager. He gets horny. We just lift this and slide on in. <laughs> yeah, take it easy. <laughs> they okay, so they're able to like lift a, the top off of a pipe, and they make it very clear that Venus, because she's a shinobi and has like powers or whatever, because that's a part of the character. She has magic powers. She's the one that has to go in first with her subtle breasts. Ugh. They start to lower her. Are you in. saying supple or subtle? It depends on when I say it. Okay. They start to lower her in. Donatello has a motion sensor, which he was turning on, but then Venus is on the way down. And then Michelangelo is putting mustard on a piece of white bread. A drop of mustard falls to the ground. This is like the most tense moment of the episode. The motion tracker activates moments before the mustard hits the ground, but Venus is still on the rope. Yes. So it's a clear Mission Impossible ripoff. <laughs> years he's in before, the room mission, years and, before that happened, though. No, 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 no. no. Oh, that's mission right. Impossible it would have been the like year. 96. That's right. Ninety six. God. Yeah. So old. Jean wow. Renault's bead of sweat drips down. Sure. And hits the floor. I mean, I guess I get the reference, but what if the mustard hadn't been there? And like Venus had hit the floor. Like, why did they need to lower Venus before they knew that the motion sensor was activated? Just, why did he bring mustard with him? Because well, he's they, hungry. They established that earlier. They established it when he was putting mustard on his banana split or whatever. It made me think. I was like, wait a minute. Do I have to go back and watch this now to to 
to make sure that all, I've, I've got all the establishing references to make sure the rest of this makes sense. <laughs> oh, he had the mustard earlier and now he has yes. it now. Oh, God. It's like you're watching show. the Clue movie. You know, you're just, you got to catch all these little clues, as it were. Yeah, like mm. one plus one plus two plus mustard. <laughs> it was, as she was writing the rope down to that, it became very clear that these costumes were built for standing and fighting and that's it because <laughs> like the rope turns and you see her back and you see like this big ass seam yeah. where like the back of the costume is versus the shell. Some sloppy shit. So anyway, now they're in the safe and boy, to describe the reserve depository, I would describe it as a warehouse that has uh, wooden doors and big like wire roll things mm-hmm. yeah, and not yeah. a single security person in sight. There's barrels everywhere. New York was Fort the other Knox. Place? There were barrels here. There was mm-hmm. just debris. Yeah, it was bad. Whoever the set dresser was obviously died before this actually got staged. <laughs> it's just this dusty, like it looks like the basement of the Ghostbusters firehouse. Minus the ghost trap, but put in a safe. Yeah. Plus all the props used and unused from the American Gladiator set. Very much so. There's joust sticks aplenty. So Mm -hmm. Donatello, because he's like the smart one, he knows about things. And he starts talking about the safe. Built to withstand a small tactical nuclear explosion. Well, we got certified (laughs) A-bombs. Raphael makes that certified A-bombs reference. I, I, I think, think he's, he's talking, talking about, about <laughs> their their ridiculous muscles, but no, I, don't I think know. he's talking about um, Venus de Milo. Oh, okay. bombs! Okay. Oh, her a bombs because uh, yeah. they're subtle. They're not subtle, subtle then. You gotta, subtle a bombs. You got to think about it. So Kill those a bombs, dude. They're busy looking Nuclear. at the safe, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I can't even say a door swings open. There's a few planks up on the wall. And Silver's gang just moves them with ease and walks in. I don't know where they came from or how they got there, but the they, came in, they came in the side entrance, I guess. <laughs> and they have a motion jammer, which negates the turtles one, but it's, it's completely like they're just saying it to say it. it. It doesn't mean anything. Fortunately, we do get a little smooch. Now, you guys have heard of diamond tip drills. Sure. They can cut through anything. That's that's the beautiful oh, sure. thing about diamond tip yep. drills. Silver's gang brings a regular drill. Silver unscrews. <laughs> he unscrews his cane. He just has a handful of diamonds that he just haphazardly touches the drill with. And that's good enough because they, they drill through this safe with no problem whatsoever. Now, <laughs> it's Himalayan <laughs> Bigfoot magic. <laughs> Shaylin, you talked about like people like not being able to do regular everyday things. Like the writer of this show clearly does not know how a drill works. Like, or how yes, any of this works. <laughs> He's they drill a hole in the safe, and then Silver goes on this monologue about how the safe is so pressurized, and then he blows air through a tube. Yep. Yeah. And it. Just, just like one breath will blow the doors off this it, thing? It's very delicate. It blows a chunk off of it. And we had Venus again doing the in the line of fire thing. She takes a shot in the shoulder from this thing and like cries out. And then like she, she acts like she's dead. She's just lying there motionless. That's true. <laughs> and then they're in the safe. And through all of this, the gang hasn't noticed anything. But a moment later, they finally look backwards. Freak. That's rude. <laughs> so they they pick up this wounded turtle, 
and they very gently bring her over to the safe door. Now, the safe has been blown open, so they handcuff her with ridiculously long handcuffs to the door of the safe. And then Raphael, he staggers out like he's Frankenstein or like he's been shoveling snow for two months, like this guy's hurting. And they get into this big, big, long fight, just a ridiculously long fight scene. They're making weird references to Clarence skipping school, which doesn't make sense. Nope. It's just, the, the point of this is, the turtle's not even it's for- like a, like a lost Pearl Jam lyric. Like, <laughs> <I> like <laughs> Clarence. Skipping school again. raised. Here comes a truancy officer. In the sewer. There was a music video that did really well at the, the VMAs. As I recall. Did it? Who, Jeremy? Yeah. Or who? What? That sounds fucking depressing. Jeremy? 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 Jeremy. So, not for a single second are the turtles in trouble. They just fucking destroy this gang. Like, they are laid out. But then, Silver just gets to monologue. They're, sure. They're looking at him. Here's part of... This isn't even the whole speech. This is just a part of Silver's speech back to them. Gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? What we have here is a bald female in jeopardy. A bald female in jeopardy. And he just monologues and monologues that Venus is handcuffed. He takes dynamite and activates it. He (laughs) pushes the safe closed, which, again, meaningless because they've blown the door of the safe. That's correct. And they just let him and his gang leave, even though they could have kicked him or done used one anything of their literally yeah. anything ninja weapons thrown a barrel at him and watched him squeak like a dog toy yeah they like could have said at him. sound effects anything. wait right there while one of us calls the police <laughs> fucking anything but they don't <laughs> so silver and the gang leave donatello is going to stay with venus and they're going to try to get her out and defuse the bomb or whatever and the rest go and chase and chase the gang they get into the sewer silver is driving the atv the rest of the gang is literally in a wagon. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this. This little radio flyer wagon being dragged behind it. <laughs> they unhitch the wagon, beat the fuck out of Silver's gang. Ralph and Leonardo and Michelangelo, they're bantering. They're really happy. In the meantime, Donatello and Venus have less than two minutes to escape. So all of a sudden, you get this. Survived that blast. <laughs> what, Nobody <laughs> could have survived that blast. What you get is another camera shake. There's the open manhole cover, and you see like a plume of smoke and confetti. And then they seem really upset. And here is where these suits really fall apart metaphorically because they're supposed to be horribly upset. But all of the eyes in the suits are just dead. So they're just lamenting their fallen, you know, yeah, yeah, their fallen blood siblings, and their eyes just look dead. The, are you afraid of the dark music is blaring in the yeah. background? <laughs> oh, no. But immediately after that clip, all tension is broken. <laughs> Just within two seconds. Ta-da! Gracious! <laughs> Turtles are indestructible! <laughs> Not a scratch. Oh. Not a scratch. Not even that bullet wound. They were still up there when that fucking dynamite exploded. That's correct. (laughs) 
so the tension is broken. Like they're they're fine. We made it. You go back to the sewer, and Donatello's like, "Oh, I use logic." There were like sixty million possible combinations. Oh my god! I put in my birthday, and it's like, "Oh, that was okay. super lucky." So, Why wow, would they know Jesus, your birthday? You, you could have died. <laughs> you you didn't do anything to save the day. That was that wasn't smart. <laughs> it's very unsatisfactory. Which is a theme for the last 40 seconds of the episode. So they're watching the, the news. The yes, the last 22 minutes. No, no, no. Not just the last 40 <laughs> seconds. Anyway, here's, the, here's what the newscaster says. Why would they have tried to rob an abandoned thread factory? Hold on. What? And then, a thread factory? I got really galaxy-brained. Was New York's Fort Knox a secret? Yes. Like it was supposed to be a thread factory? Correct. But then why would the thread factory have this big save it's just this weird again it feels like there was a scene cut out in the middle there yeah you know of like silver going hey nobody will be gotten it because they say it's a thread factory but we know it's new york's fort knox the old spoolery <laughs> it's the just old spoolery yeah the ye old spoolery <laughs> i had to sit and put my my chin in my hand and ponder for a moment what dots do i have to connect to make this make sense <laughs> it's like there's a reason that they've said this I gave up on making sense of anything at this point. I do think that it was intended to be like, it wasn't well guarded and it was kind of shabby looking because it was like a temporary thing yeah. and like it was kind of in disguise. But that's all me trying to make the script better. That's right. not anything the show gave you. Well, in a sense, I appreciate it. It feels so much like when they were on set, they were like, uh, we can't call this Fort Knox. And so they came up with that after the fact to explain it. So yeah. in a sense, I appreciate them taking that step to explain that. Because like when you watch it, it's clearly like this is not a big gold depository or whatever. But to have skipped it's not the part where they sort of explain that, it just it, it all feels so out of left field. Yeah. And for a show that was scripted so tightly other than that, it really stands out. <laughs> That's Todd Swift. All over. Mm -hmm. All over. Fingerprints all over. I've watched all 80 episodes of Franny's Feet, and let me tell you, you will not find a plot hole like this anywhere. The only holes you'll find are in Franny's socks. Huh. <laughs> the only holes you want to see in, in Franny's Feet are the one that's created when you put the bottoms of the feet together. Those arches, and you get that one hole that you can just lose. Ew. <laughs> Ew. It's really more of a passageway, but... Anyway, to finish the show here, uh, we go back Over to... A chasm? <laughs> yes. A chasm. Chasm. You go back to Silver's rock climbing wallpaper, nothing but troubled nightmare. And this is how the show ends. Laugh at me, will ya? You mess with a monkey and it gets funky! I'll show ya! Well, my name isn't Silver! And I thought, oh, there must be another scene. But there wasn't. It just oh. ends like that. You mess with a monkey and things get funky. With the monkey. If you think about the Ninja Turtles cartoon, this isn't so out of place because they just kept rotating through a lot of villains over and over. And the show was the same. So Silver comes back in another episode. Okay. But again, this felt... Abrupt. Abrupt. So it goes... So that's the end of the show, but it's not the end of the show because we had an opening credit song. You better believe we have a closing credit song as well. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It started way back in the depths of the sewer. Never have any heroes reign truer. Straight from the ooze. I got some bad news for those who want to beat them. The turtles don't lose. Because the turtles are on the scene. Mess with the green and it gets me. The thing I like why about is there this, giggling? It, because it's a Fox Kids production, and that was part of their. I don't uh, like part it. Of their thing. The reason I, I pulled this whole thing is because it shows the turtles in a band playing music, mm. which I believe puts Out of Their Shells tour firmly into this continuity. Can you explain to me why their masks are nightmares that go like around their chin? Because singing in the sewer is a wonderful sound. Mm. Pizza is a flying saucer dish you like. Mm. It gives you a pizza power. Pizza Even power. better the next day. Anyway, no, I can't explain the, the masks. Okay. They're strange. They're strange. Donatello's doesn't even have like a strip between his eyes. That's correct. It's like a, it's like um. It's like a, bala- a balaclava. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Dave, what's your thought on the masks? I didn't like them. It was just clearly used to cover up the fact that they didn't create the whole suit. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was cheap. It was cheap. What was your thought on the music? People have their there's music playing when they lose their virginity, like the a wider shade of pale or mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake's "Crimea River." I lost my foot virginity Hell to yeah. this song. Hmm. Yeah, it was a lovely lady. She uh, delivered a newspaper to her and. Um, and she was, uh, she was like, oh, I've got some feet to show you. Davy likes that. And so she lubed up her arches and I went to town. Hell yeah. yeah. When I delivered newspapers, I got two quarters taped to the door. Two quarters. Hmm. I Those never, were the days. I never delivered newspapers. Well, then you haven't lived. Perhaps not. But that's Ninja Turtles, the next mutation. Would you show Ninja Turtles, the next mutation? To little Franny. <laughs> Shailen? I would not. Why? Shoes or no shoes? Um, <laughs> Irrelevant. Because I feel like Wrong. this would fuel a child's nightmares instead of entertaining them. Wow. That's crazy, but that's your opinion. They're bad costumes. Right. Dave? You know, I'm with Shailen on this, I think, but I think I, I might be off because I have... The knowledge of the cartoon and the popular movie, or uh, you know, movie trilogy, in my head. So, like, I know that it's this isn't up to snuff, and I wouldn't show it to myself as a child. Mm-hmm. But if if there was a child that hadn't seen anything Ninja Turtles related before, eh, maybe it's harmless, right? With that line of thinking, I I wouldn't mind showing this to a kid. Hmm. For me, the turtles are just too edgy. You know, talking about busting in asses and sucking just too much a little too on the edge i take back my answer because the turtle tits are, are too weird mm-hmm. and we're gonna go with one to five um uh, flowering turtle foot chasms memory glams memory glams shailen how many <laughs> memory glam foot chasm two they always come in a pair mm-hmm. it was fine it was decidedly Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. They didn't mess with the backstory enough to completely ruin it for me. And it isn't. it didn't change my perspective on other turtle shows and movies. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't good. Okay. Yeah. So two. Two. 
right. so two, two. two. What about you, Ben? What are you giving it? Four and a half. I thought this was huh. a delight start to finish. Huh. I have found, I've been thinking about this. Why do I like these kind of shows? And I, I find as we watch more weird shit, I almost like the live action stuff more than the cartoons in a lot of ways. This feels very much of a time. Like oh, if, I, if I showed this to a kid now, they're not really going to get it. But this is a 1997 ass 1997 show. <laughs> and it's just, it's so campy and it's so budget. And you yeah. could see where they the, put the effort look in. Look what we had to deal with. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, where, where you cut corners. And for better or for worse, you know, it reminds me of those Ninja Turtles movies that I liked. The, the musical tour that I, I so enjoy. And is it incomprehensible and dumb? Yeah, of course it is. But it was enjoyably dumb. I can't fathom watching more of it. But for what right. it was, I mean, it's cool. We talk about this most of my picks, like the the Chuck Norris cartoon, mm-hmm. or I don't know, just anything that I found delightfully bad. Like I love car wrecks of of cartoons, but this one, and maybe it was the live action things, so but maybe it's the opposite of you, Ben. Like this one, just I I couldn't I couldn't stand, or maybe it's because it was the Ninja Turtles property and. Like, mm-hmm. It just felt like, I don't know, a garbage treatment of the the property. Like, I enjoyed the chintzy factor of it, but, you know, so it's a, it's a two for me as well. Wow. But two and two makes four for four. It's not how, it's not how our scoring works. Ninja Turtles. No. So an average of four and a quarter today. Your, your, uh, your math is wrong today. Speaking of math, onto today's game here. Well, there will be Ooh. scoring. Okay. Addition. The Ninja Turtles, as we all know, came to be when they sort of waddled through a pit of radioactive ooze and say what you will about Eastman and Laird. And that's a really creative idea that spawned almost 40 years of content. But the thing is, they kind of went back to that well a lot. I was researching Ninja Turtles characters, and there are just a whole lot of characters that also waddled through ooze or something similar. People should be more careful of their ooze. <laughs> and became mutants. Stop walking in that green radioactive stuff. Or anything like it. It's glowing and has sound effects. So Why are you I would still... like to introduce you to tonight's game, A Pervasion of Mutation. I've pulled eight characters. These are all Ninja Turtles universe characters. Some from cartoons, some from comic books, some from, I don't know, different lines. But all official Ninja Turtles characters going to read you a little bit about them and then give you some options you're going to have to tell me the name of the character which one is the right option pretty simple somehow this connects to vanna white's like high thong yeah we'll we'll, we'll get there we'll get there real real soon i promise promise. so we're gonna go back and forth i'm just curious curious where this road's gonna take we have eight four for each of you so that the possibilities for a tie are endless who would like to go first Dave, you can go first. You have my axe. You have my axe. Okay. I can, there I'll we go. go. So the character in question here, Dave, originally a trash man who slipped and fell into Shredder's trash bin, where he mutated into a mutant flatworm. This is a character named Worm, Slither, Happy Trails, Garbage Day, or Earthworm Quim. <laughs> Which of those? <laughs> oh, man. I have a new uh, Call of Duty handle now. <laughs> uh, I think this is Worm. Uh, that is correct. The character's name is Worm, but with a Y. W-Y-R-M. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Dave is on the board. Hmm. That is a toy, I think? 
probably. I mean, they all are. I think they created them for the sake of selling the toys. Usually that's how it went yeah. after like 1984, yeah. All right, Shailen, over to you. You're thinking about a mutant kangaroo from Australia that wears an eye patch and specializes in crocodile hunting. His origin was not stated. As this character, Hopadile Dundee, Walkabout, Didgeriroo, Barbie, or Linda Kozlowski's High-Waisted Thong. <laughs> what was the first one? Hopadile Dundee. It's that. The answer is Walkabout. Walkabout, walkabout the, 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 the one-eyed mutant, mutant kangaroo. kangaroo. With the unknown origin. All right, Dave. We're back to you. Mm-hmm. This is a gorilla who mutated after Shredder had dumped retro mutagenic ooze into his jungle gym and he walked through it. Common occurrence. Is this Strongzo, Sergeant Bananas, Morilla, Monkey Business, or the Gray Gorilla from Congo? <laughs> Sergeant Bananas? It is indeed Sergeant Bananas. Oh, thank Bananas. God. I'm so, so happy. And also, Amy loves... <laughs> I was joking with my, my son the other day. And I told him my favorite monkey was the gray gorilla from the lost city of Zinge. And somehow this led to him telling his friends in preschool that my favorite gorilla is the gray gorilla from the <laughs> lost city of Zinge. <laughs> Good times were had by all. Also, related to Sergeant Bananas, he had a friend who's a ring-tailed lemur named Larry the Lemur, who was also a mutant. Hmm. I knew the answer because my brother-in-law still has all his Ninja Turtle toys. No, he doesn't. He didn't have worm. I just guessed on that one. But mm. my daughters have played with Sergeant Bananas in the past few months. Interesting. Yeah, I never had Sergeant Banana. I was a I, uh, Mondo Gecko fan. Mondo Gecko on Genghis Frog. Right behind me, the bathroom that's right behind me has a Genghis Frog just hanging out in the tub right now. I like that. He should sit on the toilet because it's near the sewer. <laughs> oh yeah, that's where they all live. Is the sewer? Well, he's here's near a drain. So, Dave, you have two turtles so far. That's what I've decided the scoring thing is. Shailen, you have no turtles. No turtles. You're behind here, but you can catch up. Okay. But you got to start getting them right here. You ready? I'm ready. Strap in. Blank is Shredder's crazed culinary creator. Blank had a plan to become the most powerful pizza chef ever. So he zapped himself in his mutagen oven, hoping the energy would bake him with badness. But the hungry Ninja Turtles burst into the parlor and pulled Blank out. Now this half-baked bozo wants to get even with the turtles for foiling his formula. The effects of the mutagen oven had enabled Blank to control anything pizza-related. Possessing the power of the pizza pie, Blank is the ultimate turtle nightmare. Traveling from parlor to parlor, he terrorizes the turtles, trying to turn them into tasty teen topping. Armed with flying pizzas and a pizza box shield, this (laughs) peg-legged, he's a pirate apparently, pizza piper follows the Foot Clan even though he's only got one good leg. And what's worse, he delivers. Is this Doughboy, the Pizza Pirate, Pizza Face, Extra Toppings, or Papa Ah? It's the Pizza Pirate with his peg leg. It's incorrect. It's Pizza Face. That's stupid. It's Pizza Face. Dave, you've gotten them so far, but I think this one's going to throw you for a loop. Okay. This is an ordinary common wood pigeon that was mutated by Krang into a humanoid form. Is this Perry, Pete, Paul, Picasso, or Turtle Dove? <laughs> um, Paul? No, it's Pete. It's, of course, Pete the Pigeon. 
Eight. Yes. Can't believe you got that wrong. Should have that one. Yeah. All right, Chell. This is a big one for you. Don't fuck it up. Stop yelling at me. A baby moose that was mutated yes. into a humanoid appearance after being separated from his herd and falling into Lake Ooze, which of course is a secret stash for Shredder's Oods. Is this Antloid, Kenyuk, Monty Moose, Syrup, or Kid in the Hall? <laughs> Do you need those options again? I do. Antloid, Kenyuk, Monty Moose, Syrup, or Kid in the Hall? Is it Syrup? <laughs> no, it's Monty Moose. <laughs> oh, I was thinking Wally. Never mind. Damn it. No. I thought it was a reference to Summer Vacation. Moose out front should have told you that that was the wrong answer. Apparently. Well, Dave, you can't lose, so this is really a victory lap, but okay. we've got a witch doctor that was turned into a mutant elephant by Shredder to serve him. Sure, yeah. Shredder didn't know that elephants are friendly creatures and blank-sided with the Ninja Turtles. Was this friendly elephant Ivory Tower, Baron <clears throat> Sam Elephant, Dr. L, Trunks, or Operation Dumno Drop? What was the second one? Baron Sam Elephant. Oh, that's not it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Sorry, could you go uh, the, name the, the last three? Okay, okay, I'm going to give you them all. You got Ivory Tower, Baron Some Elephant, Dr. L, Trunks, or Operation Dumno Drop. Trunks. It is Dr. L. Oh, okay. All right. Man, Baron Some Elephant sounded so right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But so wrong. Why? Oh, L-E-L. I was picturing yes. just the letter L, and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't, but why? Now, Shailen, this is really for pride at this point. Oh, I don't have any of You're that. You're over three. You can bring in one. You can bring home a Venus to Milo. Seems unlikely. You got a test pilot. So it was a human test pilot. Okay. Who was caught in Crank's transport beam and cross-fused with a duck. <laughs> is this Ace Duck, Red Quacken, Wings, webbed feet, or Donald? Red Quacken. No, it's Ace Duck. Oh, it's Ace Duck, <laughs> and he's got a little bomber jacket, and he's adorable. Mm-hmm. Red Quacken. Red Quacken is a good game, good name. <laughs> I miss my calling to be a um, like a cartoon marketer, just coming up with like dumb puns. It's true that only like barely relate to the thing at play, but. Anyway, Dave, a resounding two-nil victory. Yeah. You're like Manchester United playing against the New England Revolution, you know? Not running away with it. You don't want to make fools of them, but a dominating victory. Right. Just just crushing them out on the field, preventing any goals. Like, they Mm -hmm. never had a chance. Mm -hmm. Even the score was low, but they never had a chance. That's right. And that was a pervasion of mutation. Mm. And now let's move to the mailbag here. Hey, sweeties, work sucks, but what if you could change all that by working your dream job? What would your dream job be, and why? And no, Shailen, you can't say win the lottery. Love, Willem, to friend. It's a valid question, and we're going to need a valid answer. And you're on the clock. Shailen, you're up first. Winning the lottery is never the occupation. The occupation is independently wealthy philanthropists funded by lottery wins. Not a job. Not a job. (sighs) 
does it need to have a realistic amount of income? What? <laughs> like, do I have to be able to live off this money? Why wouldn't your dream job have a realistic amount of like livable income? Because if I could work in like a coffee shop filled with cats, that's what I would do. But it certainly okay. couldn't. It couldn't give me the lifestyle that I prefer to have. Hmm. And that's my answer. Uh, work in a coffee shop filled with cats. Like a cat cafe, but with. Sure. Yeah. You know, going speaking into of, these segments, I never know filling with cats. what um, to expect. Your, cat, <laughs> your, your cat has filled the video screen here. Yeah, this big chunky ass. Yeah. <laughs> There's his asshole. Yeah. Yummy. His dinner's on the table. So a coffee shop full of cats. I would work in a cat cafe. I would maybe own the cat cafe. Wow. Be a cat fay? Cat fay. What would the name of your cafe be? Cup of Kitty. <laughs> what? <laughs> cup of Kitty? Yeah. The cup of, cup of Kitty. No, not Copa. <laughs> Copa, like... Of course, in, that's fucking ridiculous. In the UK, they call it have a cuppa. This means like have some tea. Can you give that in like a British accent? No. Okay. Neither of you have had answered the question yet. We were, we were, um, you know, just kind of stretching out yours until it was threadbare. You passed that. I would be, I think my dream job would be to, uh, there's several reasons for this. I would like to be a cartoon screenwriter. Okay. Because you could constantly be high. <laughs> what is this <laughs> persona? Yeah, you know, Dave, like, we didn't know this, but he's like a fucking foot-loving stoner. Yeah. Just like <laughs> loves to get fucking stoned. He's changing like, his name to Cheeb to Tillman. <laughs> I'm sorry like, for interrupting. The guy's always, the guy's always talking about the, the balls of uh, his balls and the balls of feet. It's really weird. Uh, so it would be a, a, a cartoon, cartoon screenwriter, writer for cartoons. One, it would be fun. Fun as hell. I think. Uh, Two, you could just recycle, like you could go from like series to series Mm -hmm. and just recycle the plots that you had. So it would be fairly fairly easy. And once you're in animation, you have a job for life. And apparently it's a job that you wouldn't mind having until you were like 80 years old, like most of the people that we talk about that produce these cartoons. That would be my dream job. Of course, surroundings are important. The people around me would have to be uh, really nice and supportive. Mm-hmm. And I'd, um, I think I would have to be able to work from home 100% of the time <laughs> and not have any PowerPoints or like presentations to do. Like not I would just submit my script. Just submit my script and be like, this is it. Produce this, please. I would want to be a professional ideas man. Mm. Going back from my childhood... I always had ideas for for characters and like toys and games and things like that that I would always sort of mentally sketch out or write down or whatever. But I lack artistic talent or fabricating talent. And so none of those things ever went anywhere cuz like what do you what are you supposed to do with that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. But I would want to have a conduit to places like here's my idea for a Ninja Turtles character named Red Quacken. And then I would send that idea in and, you know, people who could like, they can sculpt things and be very meticulous with the things that they do. They could put all that shit together, but I'd be like, yeah, he's like a duck. And he looks like the Red Baron and people would be like, that's fucking gold. You're fucking smart. And then um, <laughs> they would give me some money for that. Or like if I was like, okay, here's what you do. It's like Jumanji, but it's not a cheap version of Jumanji, the board game. It's like the real thing. 
And people would be like, wow, that's a million dollar idea. We're going to do that. And I would fax that idea to like the game company yeah. or whatever, you yeah. know, or if I was like, here's the my game, here's my, company. my, my comic book idea for a pig that goes to college. He's like, he's a fish out of water, you know, and here are the things that he does. And then it's, I would send it to got a sty. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he has like a little fraternity sweater and I would send it to an artist and they'd be like, wow, I'm going to do a lot of things with this. And we would partner and like we would do things. So I would want to yeah, be a professional. You have so much player. IP. Yeah. 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 But a lot of it's not IP. It's just using existing IP and just adding to it. So I don't know how you do that. Uh, and I would be contract free. I would be exclusive and free. Hmm. And that's what and I would if do. one studio didn't like it, you would go to the next, damn it. Yeah. I would be like, who else owns Ninja Turtles? Red Quacken is an idea that... <laughs> Or I would bring them my story about like Shredder killing the pizza shop owner. Mm-hmm. And they would say, <laughs> wow, that's a feature film. We're going to do that. And I would say, that's great. Give me my credits and my residuals. Points on the package, I would say. Yes. Points on the package. That's right. Yeah, so I understand that, I that phrase. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I would do. Oh, that's the thing I'm bad at, like understanding common cliches and idioms. <laughs> like what? Like, like points on the package. Like, I don't know what that means. No, that's not true. You've watched The Wire. Everybody knows what points on the package. Shailen, what's points on the package? I don't know. Come on. It's when I you're getting a percentage. Ah. God, this is just basic economics. I was an English major, Ben. Economics is a, uh, another bad thing. Oh, yeah. Like, the thing I'm bad at. Yeah. <laughs> this stock market thing that was like a one-week craze. I don't, I don't get the stock market. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so I've got- Because um, it's a farce. Shailen. <laughs> it's true. It's, a, it's fake money. Get off your soapbox. So I joined a group on Discord of you know, fellow dads in my neighborhood. One is very much into... It's called the footy guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're called the foot soldiers. And so I, I joined this group and I was like, I want to learn if there's something I should invest in. Because Zoom last year blew up and like a bunch of my coworkers made some money because they had invested in Zoom. Um, so I was like, I want to get there. And then three weeks later, GameStop blows up. And is going crazy, and the guys in my group are losing their shit. Yeah. They're like talking about, it, like, oh my god, this has never happened before in the history of the stock market. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. They're talking about like short squeezes, which sounds like a foot thing mm-hmm. that I'd be really into, apparently, and all these terms that I don't get. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I made the maybe I made the wrong decision. I don't think I should be in this group because I am bad at economics. I signed up for Robinhood two and a half years ago because they give you a free stock. And it was like, oh, sometimes you luck out and you get like an Apple stock, which of course, like that must be one in like 12 million. Right. For sure. I got a legal weed stock that was worth six cents. And then I bought more of the legal weed stock, like $10 worth because I was like, oh man, fucking legal weed's on the rise, you know? Like soon I'll be able to take a joint and dip it into a big bowl of diamond tap and just fucking trip out, trip balls. And then I forgot that I had Robin Hood for two years, and I looked, and I think the stock had risen to like seven cents. <laughs> I just went, "This is this is about right." I just don't have time for this. Yeah, dividends and splits. I, this is it's too much. I briefly worked for a day trader in college. He did. He like worked from home on stock market trading. Mm-hmm. Guy was a GD weirdo creep, and while the job paid exceptionally well. He also tried to get me to change my clothes in a certain room all the time. 
And so I'm still convinced that he had a weird hidden camera. Oh, it was, it was a sliver situation. Mm. Was he trying to always like, you know, take your shoes off, Shannon. Shannon, just yep. take your shoes off. Yep. Come on, take your shoes and off. And also he didn't close the door when he went to the bathroom and made it known to me that he would not do so. That was part of the deal. Boy, this question's really going some places. In conclusion, I quit that job pretty friggin' fast. Well, thanks, Willem. <laughs> Listeners, we want to hear from you. Uh, what's your dream job? Hashtag dream job. And we want to hear if you've ever had to change in a camera bathroom. Hashtag I'm with Sliver. Hmm. <laughs> so that's another version of the Ninja Turtles out of the way. We're knocking them out of the park. There's only six or seven more iterations. And I would say, like a fine wine, Ninja Turtles improves with age. Sure. Anybody have any last thoughts? I don't think so. <laughs> All I know is that singing in the sewer is a wonderful sound. I mean, that is true. I, I, I should probably retract all the, the, the foot things that I, I claimed to be into. But I think Ben's already got a drop or something in his mind. So I can't wait for, for next episode. Don't be ashamed of who you are, Dave. I don't like feet. I don't, I don't get it. It's not what I heard. But what I'm do I know? I was Googling like Jim Nance feet, right? <laughs> now, <laughs> now we're talking. Give me Nancy Kerrigan feet. Have you ever seen pictures of an ice skater's feet, like legitimately? I don't, um, no, no, I haven't. My ballet teacher showed them, us a picture one time to like freak us out, and it worked. It freaked me out. A lot of broken toes. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a thing. Yep. It's like black swan. But speaking of black swans, we're like the black swan of the podcast world. And you can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Jiffy at... Watch Bots Pod. Watch Bots Pod. Ask for it by name. Please subscribe, rate, and review on all those platforms. For Dave and for Shalyn, this is Ben. And Shalyn, you're going to get... <laughs> Scott Bot! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I blew my bit. Shalyn, you're going <laughs> to... You get a break from, from singing this week, you know? Thank God. But what I would like to hear... We, we talked a lot this week about a little little character named Franny and her feet. And we want to hear a little ad read for an upcoming episode of Franny's Feet with the, the venerable <laughs> Ringo Starr. And I've got a little ad read music for you. And uh, anytime you're ready. On this week, of Franny's Feet. She'll travel to Egypt in her shoes. <laughs> Doo -doo -doo. And that's feet. Have a good one, folks.